Welcome to the Less Stress Family Podcast, where we believe you are fallible and what you do matters. episode number 78. I am Justin. And I'm Shauna Wood. How are you, honey? I am fantastic. How are you today? I'm good. It is a beautiful day. It is beautiful. Beautiful day. And we are continuing the topic that we started talking about in the last podcast of being able to succeed even though you're off course 90% of the time. Because... That is what happens with airplanes. Right. Uh, at least uh, pre all the computer computerized... Autopilot, autopilot, that's the word I'm looking for. Maybe they're different. I don't, I don't know. know. I can't speak to that. But usually, planes are off course 90% of the time. Right. They're on course 10% of the time. And most of the time, they get to where they're supposed to go. And they get there on time, the majority yes. of the time, because yes. the pilot is continually checking where he is on the course. Right. And where the destination is. Yes. He, he can't just fall asleep at the wheel. Yes. All right. So you, yeah. have, you have a story. So I have another funny story. <laughs> have you ever been, when you were traveling internationally, on one of those, like, just beast of a planes that um, have, like, 350 people on them? Just yeah, huge. I've been on some long, about 12, from Cairo to New York. I've been on that a couple of times. Yeah. And that the, was... Those yeah. are the ones that, like, it takes, like, 10 to 14 hours for the flight right. kind of thing. I've been on 12 hour. Yeah. Okay. So, Dan Bolin is a pilot that I read about in an article, <laughs> and he was talking about... Hey, Dan. <laughs> hey to Dan. Um, <laughs> that he used to fly those planes, and that on multiple occasions, because they are huge planes. I mean, you get on them, and it looks like they've got a freaking mall or something on them. They're right. huge. But they don't. But they don't. <laughs> they and so, multiple times, parents would ask, well, where's the playroom? And he would have to break the bad news, like... Uh, there is no playroom. You're totally responsible for your child for, for the, the entire next... flight. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. brutal. But I started thinking about that. I think that a lot of times that's how life is. Yeah. Like, it would be nice. Like, even though that's the reality is you're in charge of your life 100% right. of the times. Right. But sometimes it would just be nice to be like, can somebody else run this for a little bit? People expect the president or... The senators, or you put whoever else in the blank to do it, yeah, to, to solve their problems, right? Right. So, I'm not this, saying you can't use some teamwork, right? We're not even need a few breaks every once in a while, but yeah, people need to stop looking for the playroom and just yeah, realize, suck it up. <laughs> realize, like, no, you're the one that's going to have to make this thing happen. All right. So, we talked in the last podcast about three areas of your life that you need to, on a regular basis. Pay attention to where you are in comparison to where you want to be. Yeah, so and we, we frame that with Stephen Covey's four, his quadrant, right, of right. the important versus, versus the urgent. Versus the urgent, yeah. So with that, let's go over that again real quick. If people don't know, we should actually just do a podcast on that probably sometime. Yeah. But the important and urgent are the things that you really got to deal with. Right. The things that are really important and not urgent, that's where you really want to spend most of your life. Right. Time. Most of your time and energy. A lot of things are urgent, but not important. Yes. And a lot of things are not important and not urgent. Yes. Think of social media and all the time you waste like in front of a screen. pacifiers. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well said. Yes. Yes. So, so we, we want to live in the important things that aren't urgent. 
Right. And we deal because with the emergency that's things. The place that's yes. not stressful. Right. But it's really critical to building, to giving you to that dream of where right. you want to right. be. And if you find yourself always in an emergency, always like putting out the next fire, it might not be the fire that's a problem. It might be you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we talked about like using that framework, talking about your environment, your finances, and your relationships. Right. So today we're going to talk about your health, your spirituality, and your time. Right. Because really, if you look at all six of those and you are charting where you are and where you want to be, you're going to have a pretty doggone fantastic life. Yeah. And at the same time, health, you're not going to have an urgency until you end up at the hospital <laughs> or you right. end the doctor saying, we're about to do some drastic stuff with your life if you don't get this under, under control. Right. Same thing with spirituality. Right. It's not an urgent thing. You know what I mean? Like, according to society, you right. can just like float along, do whatever, la la la. And what was the other one? Time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very good. So, I think because we deal a lot with people in the health and wellness industry, this is something that's a little bit more on our radar, maybe. But I yeah. hear continually from people the story basically goes like while they're young, they sacrifice their health. To gain wealth. Right. And then they get to be older and wealthier and they spend all of their wealth trying to get their health back. Yeah, because, because they've they lost haven't it. Taken care of yeah, it. because they've lost it. Yeah, exactly. So recognizing that your health is your wealth. Because if you are bedridden, who cares what any of the rest of the aspects of your life are? Right. You know? I would say the people we don't know a ton of like what I call wealthy people who like don't have a job. But the ones that I know of who don't have a job and live off their investments, they have said, I've heard them say, your health is your most important wealth, basically. And if you don't take care of your health, it doesn't matter. Right. So, and I mean, not very many people listening to this podcast, if any, are in the position of just having tons of wealth and all the time in the world that they want to do whatever they want. But we can break it down to really small things. Like when you're eating, are you eating with your health in mind? Right. And and I think for me, a big shift is for me, I've never felt an urgency with my health. You know what I mean? Like I've never felt like, oh, it's a crisis today with my health. Right. You know what I mean? Like there have been times here over well, the past couple of years where I've not been healthy. Yeah. Like well, I won't go to all that, but I've been deficient in vitamin D and I thought I wasn't going to make it <laughs> because my system had tanked because I just wasn't taking good care of myself. I was working third shift. I was doing a bunch of stuff that I just, I didn't rest like right. I should have. And I think there was a time like a year ago. Well, it's very specific in my mind. My heart was doing squirrely things. Right. And I felt like the Lord very clearly was <laughs> like, listen, like you can take this as a warning sign and address the stress that's happening in your life. Right. Or this can progress to the next level and we can go visit the ER. Oh, for sure. Right. Because because it's never going to fi- uh, feel urgent until it's really until urgent. Until you in that ER kind yeah. of setting. Yeah. So don't go to the ER setting. So right. for me, I've had to realize, and I mean, even though like, oh, of course it's never, it's always important. Of course it is. But I wasn't implementing important into my daily routine. So what are some small things that you have been implementing? I think Walking. I do, I now do a pretty hard workout every other day. I was trying to do one every day, but I do a pretty intense, get my heart rate going really good with strength, with strength training, kettlebells. Okay. So those things. I do cold showers. 
I do lots of breathing, Wim Hof breathing stuff. I'm a huge, we need to do an episode on Wim Hof. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of that because I think it has, I mean, it, the science behind it is pretty crazy, but right. cold, lots of cold. I just took an ice bath yesterday. So those That's are some good. things I do. That's good. Chase kids. And I think other things, you know, like really asking yourself, you know, being intentional about what you're consuming, not just consuming right. for consumption's sake. But I know, <laughs> have, I know. During the COVID. I've got, like more candy in the house since the COVID crisis Than we've started. ever had probably in like Maybe multiple ever. years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, but. It's like, how we pay our kids. That, and then we're like, oh, well, I'll just eat a few. <laughs> one thing that I think like I have been really intentional in getting enough sleep. Because yeah, last year yeah. when I hit that crisis moment, yeah. I had not been sleeping enough. And instead, I would drink more caffeine right. to keep my body going. Right. I would eat more junk food, you know, to get Feeding an the extra sugar, little yeah. sugar yeah, jolt kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So I think that if somebody is looking to improve their health, it is their exercise, but it's also their food. It's also their rest. It's also their methods that they're using to deal with stress in their right. life. Right. And I will say that about health. Um like we tried to go to gyms. We tried to do different. We tried to do what other people had done, and it just didn't fit our life. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just didn't fit our schedule. It took too much energy to try to get one person to, hey, can you watch the kids? I've got to go to the gym. Well, I want to go to the gym. You know, it's right. like it was just yeah. like it never worked because right. we don't have a gym <laughs> where we live. <laughs> Not yeah. close anyway. Not like yeah. close, like two minutes of walk. Right. So we've had to try lots of different things. Yes. It's exercises, but I think we've hit something. That challenges us, but also relaxes us and healthy. Right. Healthiness. So I think a question you can ask is, are you like at the healthy place that you want to be? And another question is, are you healthier now than you were three months ago? Mm, that's a good question. You know, just breaking it down some. Right. All right. All right. Next topic, spirituality. Yeah. So I think you're right. Um, and I heard someone say that actually people's greatest fear is not reaching death, but their greatest fear is that they haven't actually lived the life they wanted to live when they reach the point of death. Right. That's true. So I think that's a whole, you know, thinking about what is your purpose? Like, what are you really convicted matters in life? Mm -hmm. And just having that clarity. Yeah, I think just asking the question. And I think it's really hard for religious people if you grow up in, like for us, in church. Like a lot of times you get a box that you're supposed to think in, you know? Right. And this, this is the box, and this is what you need to, to stay within. And that's just not even the history of the Christian church. You know, right. the people who are movers and shakers, uh, people, we come from a tradition, people like to talk about the Bible and Jesus, but they don't talk about anybody else like after that time period. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? To figure right. out, they had to figure out how to, what it means to be a Christian and live. And it's just, it's messy sometimes. Um, yeah. What else are you going to say? Yeah. Well, like in this article that kind of started the whole conversation about all of this um, by Dr. Benjamin Hardy, he says, until you organize your spiritual life, you'll continue to experience internal conflict because you'll actually be taking actions that are contrary to your values and your vision. Right. That's so I good. think really having a clear set of guidelines, right. like for us, it's the Bible. Um, and then like acting in line with what the Bible says, 
decreases that internal conflict. Right. So, but like you pointed out with the health, you know, most people until they're a lot of people until they're facing some kind of major crisis and they have that fear of death, Mm -hmm. then, you know, it doesn't seem like it's as important. Right. Right. There has to be a shaking of some kind. Right. (laughs) And that can be lots of different things. Yeah. That people hit, you know, that causes uh, spiritual crisis. Yeah. It can be an accident, can be an illness, can be a death, can be something where you're like, wait a minute, why Why am I doing this? Right, like what so, is the greater purpose? I think it's always good coming from just my journey. Like I always ask the Lord, like it's always good to keep asking the Lord. Like people who say they've got the answers figured out make me very nervous, like run away from them. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like I think there yeah. is truth you establish your life on. And for me, it's like the person of Jesus. But Jesus is a person, not just a bunch of rules, you right, know? Right, And it makes it hard. Like, yeah. <laughs> it does, Jesus doesn't, he never fit into a box in right. the Gospels. And life just doesn't fit into a nice, clean box. It's messy. Yeah. But you got to keep asking the questions, I feel like. Yes. That's the main thing. And I think that that fits in line with what we're talking about with the airplane metaphor of where are you and what's the destination. Right. And so, redirect, and, redirect, you know, redirect. If you're looking at how much peace are you operating in, how much patience is in your life, how much love is right. manifesting in your is life. Is it growing? <laughs> is it more than it was three months ago? Right, Just like right, we right, asked right. about the health. Right, right, right. And for me with spirituality, people a lot of times will tell me like a conversion, like that's when I converted to or whatever. But that was 30 years ago. It's like, what, what has happened? How do you live today? Right. <laughs> are you growing in more love? Are you right. growing in more? Are you a worse jerk now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. most, pe- <laughs> most people, we struggle with this and we just don't. We don't allow that conversation a lot of times yeah. in our spiritual. You know what? I was just a jerk today. <laughs> right. And I tell you what, like if you want to know an honest, you know, uh, a grade for yourself or right. assessment for yourself on where you are, go ask your kids. Yeah. They, wrote, they will straight up let you know. I wrote about it in the devotional book that just got published. Yes. So, yeah. We'll talk about that some other time. Okay. Sounds good. But yeah, there we go. Okay. All right. Sixth area is your time. And we talked about that one in episode 76, the Pomodoro method. <laughs> How you say that? I don't know. <laughs> Pomodoro probably should be the attack. Anyway, we'll work on that. But anyway, go ahead. Okay. So one of my favorite questions for this is... How would your ideal day look? Mm. Other questions you can ask as we're talking about this are like when you take an honest look at your day that you just finished, did you have a lot of wasted time? Did you have a lot of time spent on activities that you didn't like? (laughs) Do I have to answer that? (laughs) No, but here's the deal. I think with have and have nots, right? We always like people, our society likes to talk about the have and the have nots. You have something and the other people don't have, right? Okay. <laughs> we all have the same amount of time. Yes. How do you spend yeah. it? How what how how does it flow? Right. What do you do? Because the people who have more resources and money or whatever you consider to be wealth, right? They probably spend the time a lot different. I know they do than the people who we say are have nots. Right. I have noticed that people who don't tend to have organization in their day are like, I don't know where the day went. <laughs> yeah, I felt but that way before. <laughs> if your time is really organized and structured, sometimes it's like, wow, it's amazing how much I got done I today. I know. I know. And those are great days. Those are great days. And those are great days. Fridays for us are those kind of days. Right. Okay. So, yes. 
So those are the six areas that are really worth your time to stop and pause and assess yourself on a regular basis. Right. And goes back to the Covey thing, resist the urgency only model. Right. Right. There if again, if if there's a fire everywhere you look, it's probably you. <laughs> You're <Right>. the problem. <laughs> yeah. Cuz you want to you continually just to gravitate towards the urgent things. And you, a lot of times, if because you, you only have so much bandwidth, anybody does, right? We all do. And right. so, if all you spend your time on, all you do is spend your time on the urgent things, you're going to miss the important things. Yeah. So I think you can go back and you could look at each of these six areas, and you could do like a stop and a start. So, like, what are the urgent, not important things that I can stop doing? Yeah. In that area. That's good. And what are the important, although maybe not urgent things that I can start doing? Mm -hmm. But don't don't like say, <laughs> oh, I need to improve in all these areas at once. Yeah, you, you're not. You're right? not going to do that. So just pick one, two, max. Prioritize. You got to prioritize. Three. Yeah, yeah. And say, I'm going to either stop doing something in this area or I'm going to start doing something in right. this area. Okay, can we go over the different areas again? Yes. Can we, I think that'd be good. Think about urgent and important, important but not urgent. That's where you want to be, at the important things that aren't urgent. That's right. where you want to live your life. Yeah. All right. What are the areas? In your environment, your finances, your relationships, your health, your spirituality, and your time. Okay. I feel like we just barely touched on these. I know. <laughs> and I you know. want to do it all in one episode. I know. This is definitely like a zoom out. Yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. doing like a, a big assessment from the overall... Which I feel like is appropriate as we've used the airplane metaphor. Yeah, that's true. And I think from this, what I want to do, just like last week I started talking about uh, my love language and how to incorporate it, I want to go through environment, finances, relationship, health, spirituality, and time and write out what are the important things to do that I need to be doing and head towards those versus just the urgent things that are like, you know, yeah, like a little puppy yelping. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, guys, we hope that this was a helpful framework and discussion for you. Remember, you are valuable and what you do matters. Also, remember you are not alone. We would love to connect with you and the rest of the podcast community on our website, lsfpodcast.com, on Facebook, and on Instagram. Blessings. Thank you.